0: Welcome to episode 85. Have you ever had acupuncture? You know that pin cushion like experience? (laughs) It's often used by chronic pain sufferers with skeletal problems, muscular problems or even that which stems from disease states. It can also be used to move emotions and energy around the body as well. If you've ever wondered if this ancient traditional Chinese medicine practice of acupuncture is a legit thing or not, then today's episode is going to melt your brain because we have a doctor of Chinese medicine that shares in detail why acupuncture is a legitimate biological science and introduces us to some scientific research as well as talking through his experience with patients. So if you have a body that needs to be healed, listen in to this one for sure. You ready? Let's jump in. What's up, my healthy friends? Glad to have you back here. I hope you've had at least five vegetables today by the time you've hit play on this episode. And if you haven't, well, it's my mission to coach 150 individuals to create and live the healthy life that they truly want by the end of 2020. So you're in the right place. We're going to dive into a really interesting chat today with a good friend of mine. But before we do, I want to send over the virtual podcast airwaves, a big bag of love to Belgium. What's up, Belgium? You have just listened to this podcast enough times that I scored a ranking in the charts over in your country. So how awesome, Belgium. This is amazing. The longer this list gets, it's just the more insane it gets in my mind to think that it's reaching all of these people and that it's growing the way that it is every week. So just a really sincere thank you to everybody listening in Belgium and of course, all the healthy friends all over the world. Now I have an introduction to do. I would like you to meet a wonderful friend of mine. He is a lovely human, very passionate, and recently a father for the second time. He is a TCM doctor that has been practicing Chinese medicine and acupuncture for seven years. He began his career working in the area of orthopedic sports, but was drawn towards women's health given the huge lack of long term solutions to complex hormonal problems and the increase in the dissatisfaction for allopathic treatments and their side effects, which I know from the women in my family has grave consequences. Peter went on to focus his career in the area of women's health, dealing with things like thyroid issues, PCOS, endometriosis, and chronic pain. And whilst there are many variables to the treatment protocols, an important piece of this puzzle is the role that acupuncture plays, which is exactly what we're going to dive deep into today. And so, the man himself, Peter Mejia. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks for having me.
0: Good to have you here. Doc, what's up?
1: Nothing much. I'm just (laughs) so excited to talk about acupuncture
0: and health. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here to do. So, Now, you've got two main interests, women, health and acupuncture, and they're often interlinked. But I'm curious to learn about your own journey and how you went from being a normal person in society to being an expert in these fields and why you're so passionate.
1: Yeah, well, um, I've always been like some sort of uh, athlete or into my health since I was in high school. And uh, growing up, I knew I wanted to be like a physio or a dietitian or something. But um, when I got to year 12, I was uh, quite lazy. I I just really didn't want to get the enter score that I saw that was needed. Um, I think like most people, I was just too busy having fun, going to parties and, and drinking and um, not much changed after I graduated. Um, but somebody actually told me about naturopathy. And when they told me about naturopathy, um, I actually went to the orientation day at the Endeavour College of Natural Medicine. It used to be known as the Australian College of Natural Medicine. Um, and it was fascinating. It had this real integrative, holistic approach that I thought was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and from there, I entered uh, naturopathic studies. Um, I love the nutrition, but I think as the world would have it, I was absolutely bored by um, some of the teachers at the time. And I think I was probably a little bit immature. Uh, But with some of the classes, I met a lot of acupuncturists and uh, what they were treating, what they were seeing, and what they were capable of just was just like a a next level that had sort of attracted me. And um, I never really wanted to relegate myself to just treating gut disorders inflammatory disorders and things like that I really wanted to have a broad scope and acupuncture was like the perfect vessel to be able to try all those things out um, and when I graduated that's exactly what happened I was able to treat anything from you know um, facilitating cancer therapy pain therapy to um, more traditional things like uh, you know allergy hay fever migraine and from there that's where I started to get more of my speciality my interest in, in women's health and chronic pain
0: Right, and so did you finish your naturopathy, or did you convert over?
1: No, I did about two years. Two years of it, and I actually deferred, and uh, and I actually didn't even know if I wanted to continue uni. As much as I wanted to do acupuncture and Chinese medicine, I um, I was uh, I didn't like the idea of being poor, and uh, (laughs) I um, so I actually went um, to do some labour work, um, and just uh, you know doing shift work, and and that within itself had re-inspired me to go back into educating myself. Not that there's anything wrong with, with factory work and shift work because, you know, th- those guys are really hard workers. But Make the world go round. hundred <laughs> percent, but it just wasn't for me, you know what I mean? The money that you get from night shift, um, I just remember um, – because there was no passion and purpose behind the money that was being generated, and that's probably my first lesson about, you know, being passionate and about the things that you do and having purpose. Because um, as a night shift worker, as a night shift workers, you get all this sort of loading, and um, I, I was like eighteen, no, I was nineteen, and I thought it was like amazing money. But because there was no passion or purpose, I wasn't investing it. I was, I was just burning it away as fast as possible because I was just unhappy. Um, and that, you know, I'll never forget being in the factories and someone said, you, you don't belong here. Like in a polite way, they're like, you, you're too intelligent, too smart, um, you know, to be here. And, you know, they, they had sort of told me this, this story about how they were in the 60s, had a mortgage, had a family, and they had all these dreams, but never pursued them. So they had a house, they had money, they were a supervisor of the factory, but they were unhappy. And they saw me and they're like, I don't want to see someone who's passionate about health. Because I'd always, you know, at lunch breaks, I'd always like, you know, did you know this? Did you know you shouldn't be eating this? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're that guy. People people weren't asking me, but I was like, yeah, man, like white bread is probably not good for you at lunchtime. You know, maybe go for a a whole meal or whatever, whatever it was back then. But yeah. Yeah. And then several of them said the same thing. They're like, you don't belong with us. And it was just it was in the most polite way ever. Yeah. They just like you just you, you gotta get back to school. You gotta make something of yourself because otherwise it would it would be a total waste to to see you here in twenty years. And that I was just like, wow, like you you guys didn't have to tell me that. Yeah. And that you know, I've been so fortunate along my journey of becoming the practitioner I am. I've had all these experiences of people telling me that. And I'm like, All right, cool, I'm going back to school. Yeah. And I never turned back.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that yeah. people I guess, gave you that feedback to believe in yourself, to give you the tools really to yeah. take, take the
1: leap. Yeah, this guy, they're just like, this guy should not be breaking his his back. It's just, they, they saw something and, and maybe fixing when I, the back, so we break. <laughs> yeah, um, just I think the way that I was talking about health, I think they could see some passion and and it just came so easy and it floats so easy. And like, they're like, dude, get out of here.
0: and i love that you wanted to be in in health you know growing up like you knew you wanted to do dietetics or something like that yeah i've
1: always wanted to help people yeah that's just one way or another whether it was through you know traditional um you know sort of allopathic medicine or um you know physiotherapy i just like you know something in me has always been intuitive i'm like all right cool you'll put on this planet to help people and the question is what tool are you going to pick
0: yeah, nice. And I guess one of those tools is acupuncture. So 100%. Let, let's j- jump into some of that. So I guess, firstly, the elephant in the room yeah. is that a lot of people hear TCM or hear acupuncture, yeah. and they think it's some kind of hippie nonsense. It's like, oh, this is magical stuff from ancient times. Yeah. Like, it's real biological science though, right?
1: 100 percent. And most of the time, I'm in clinic whether I'm talking to a fellow professional who is a naturopath or a physiotherapist because I have a lot of clients who are, you know, respective practitioners in their own fields. You know, I speak their language. So if I'm treating muscles, I'm talking about um, how we're stimulating certain nerves, how we're stimulating certain anti-inflammatory pathways, how we're um, stimulating certain um, pain mediators, uh, neurotransmitters. All these, all this really cool stuff. Um, I particularly do something that's a bit more modern. So I do use the traditional acupuncture, but I do use a lot of electroacupuncture. Um, and that's because I've done some training overseas with some of the um, some of the best, you know, in the industry that do it. Um, and I've learned some really cool stuff. And it's just, it's nothing but evidence and science-based, whether it's clinical or whether it's um, some of the research they're providing. Um, it's a field that people just don't know exists or the research. They don't know exists, but you, you, put, you do a PubMed on electroacupuncture and you're going to find some really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, right. And so... What does it do to the body? Like, we get, like, obviously, we get that we put pins in our body, and then that's about the end of most people's knowledge. So, what's actually happening?
1: So, some of the things that are happening so, there are things, um, inflammatory molecules that we create, things like tumor necrosis factor, interleukin 6. And when we place those pins in, we're able to reduce it. So, this can be through stimulation of the vagus nerve that controls so much within our body, known as like the wandering nerve. Um, There's also all the different nerves, like cutaneous nerves, all the major meridians have an actual nerve supply that has um, an impact on the spinal segment. Um, There's local tissue trauma that happens that's not generally painful, but it has its own uh, anti-inflammatory pain-mediating effect. So it's a lot about... um, releasing different chemicals to regulate our bodies into what I call like a a homeostatic. So for example, um, we stick a a pin in your leg that um, if I find through my uh, consult, you know, you have an underfunctioning stomach and you're not producing uh, enough stomach acids, um, then we're popping a pin in there and we're going to try and and stimulate more stomach acids. Um, And the point that does this in Chinese medicine is Stomach36 on the Stomach Channel. But the um, when they've done the research, they've actually shown that it actually stimulates you know, stomach acids. It can actually increase um, white blood cell production as well. So if you have an immune issue, um, this point's actually really good for a stimulating immune system and stopping those recurrent colds and flus.
0: Would an appropriate way to describe it be like going to the gym to build bigger muscles? Like you're putting weight or stress onto the body in order to benefit? So. Would Is that kind of the same logic with putting pins in that you're stimulating a defense or an immune response to the pin itself being an, an invasion or a stress, yeah, and then the body trying to heal or recover from that?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely there is um, and that's probably more the the local mechanism. Um, you know there is also the mechanism of it putting you into a more parasympathetic state, and that's where people may have heard that it releases endorphins. so when you eat chocolates, it makes you happy because it releases endorphins when you eat you did know, you just say food-
0: chocolate helps healing? It can. (laughs) I was totally trying to hijack your
1: words there. So what happens is uh, I get people to eat chocolate and get acupuncture at the same time. Oh, that's amazing. So um, I'm the the chocolate acupuncturist. But, uh, yeah, no, so you've got the the pain-mediating um, uh, chemicals, um, you know, called endorphins. And so that helps people chill out. It helps people heal a little bit faster. It can offset cortisol. Um, and as you know, a lot of um, people these days are oh, go, go, go. You know, they're grinding it. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and everyone's, I think, just running themselves, having one foot in the grave and, and one foot in their business, um, not realizing what the impact is of, of this grinding mentality. Um, and acupuncture, I think, is um, perfectly positioned to help this epidemic of just being chronically stressed, um, and it does that through the the peptides and the neurochemicals that it releases. And when
0: you say it helps the body go into the parasympathetic state, yep. that's the state of recovery and repair, right? Absolutely. And we we don't spend enough time there.
1: Oh no, no way! I think you know if you look at if you you know the average person um, that I that I look at when I'm looking at the disease state, you know, I'm like, you know, what does your morning look like? And if a person, you know, is like turning on the news, looking at the coronavirus and how it's going to kill them, yeah. having you know a triple espresso, um, and then you know an hour later, um, you know, having an argument with their spouse uh, getting really pissed off at their boss, getting stuck in traffic, we're we're chronically in this state. Um, you know, the sympathetic state, which is the fight and flight that most people might know about. So, you know, your brain doesn't know the difference between you being in traffic pissed off, you having a, a triple espresso, you looking at, you know, constantly at the coronavirus, or you constantly, um, you know, surfing the internet and and just, you know, zombie scrolling at you know, negative information comparing yourself. And so again, with acupuncture, it's all about getting people into that rest, digest and recover. So we've got to get out of that state to be able to heal that body. Otherwise, there's there's a lot that's going to happen down the road potentially and it manifests different for everyone. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And the interesting thing I find is that even though people know that they're chronically stressed and that we're stuck in the rat race, people yeah. are like, yeah, I know I'm stressed, but but what now? Like, as in, what what do I do in response to that? Because a lot of people have their, their value systems and their belief systems around the idea that they need to go and get the thing or do all the things. And I guess, would you say that it comes back as well to a bit of a mindset shift around how you manage your own behavior on a daily basis to, pre- to prevent or, you know, being stuck in that sympathetic state so that yep. you can actually spend some time in the parasympathetic state? Because I find, oh, sometimes happens for me, is I get up and meditate. And yep. I'm like, yep, yep. I wonder when this will finish. Because yeah. I'm super busy and I got a heap of shit to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm so aware that I need to relax, yeah. but I've, you know, it's cre- how to create this environment that introduces that parasympathetic state.
1: Ah, uh, it's it's at dinner, and this is what I tell my clients, whether it be meditation. And so this is the the theory of yin and yang with with Chinese medicine. People need to understand that five thousand years ago, four thousand years ago, whenever, um, you know, this medicine was you know first brought to to light and the book started getting read, it you know the yin and yang and all the different theories that we have was was essentially uh a, like a, a bundle of analogies to describe what was happening in our environment both external and internal and yin and yang is one of those things and right now if yang was adrenaline and cortisol we're all yang and life is about balance and it's not to say it's like this this cheesy um you know we're all supposed to be you know sitting down and and, and chanting a, a mantra <laughs> no yeah. um you know the yin state that we're looking for, which I think most people need, and not everyone does. I think there's some people that are excessively placid. Um, and uh, because I deal with a lot of, you know, women's health, um, I think that some women, are um, you know, have a history of abuse and they've sort of gone um, a bit, you know, introverted and, you know, in, in this sort of fear state and they actually need that yang. So my recommendation will be like, hey, until you get um, the ability to, to get a voice, maybe try some boxing. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to counterbalance what you're seeing in front of you. But for the example of people that are always living off adrenaline and cortisol... I'm always saying, hey, look, if you can't meditate, go for a 10 minute walk. And then from that 10 minute walk, let's upgrade it to a 15 minute walk. Why don't you start objectively reporting how you're feeling through journals? Um, start writing down how you feel. Like, were you tired? Was it refreshing? You know, was it outdoors? Was it at the gym? And then you can start tracking. It takes 21 days to create a simple habit and 66 days to create a, a complex habit. And I just put everyone into the complex habit because we've all ingrained you know, these automatic autopilot systems. And that's the other part about acupuncture is that when we're consulting with people, it isn't just about the needles. It's about educating them about true lifestyle choices that can can really transform their health journey. And for me, I'm like, look, you know, pick your yin. So pick meditation, pick walking, pick yoga, pick um, pick Pilates, whatever you feel is nourishing you versus punishing you is what you need to be doing.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. Nourishes versus punishing. Yeah, that's cool. And so, with the acupuncture, I guess more clinically, just in case, you know, our socially conditioned non-believers, what what kind of science have we got, like studies that you read on a re- regular basis? And I know you share them a lot through your Instagram. Like, what, what is what's some of the convincing data that's out there about the impacts of acupuncture on the biological structure that we have?
1: Well, um, I think recently today that um, in Australia, um, you know, a lot of uh, um, acupuncturists have been campaigning for us to be part of the the Medicare system, um, and so one of the um, ways in which they've done that is they presented a lot of. Um, Really good research, especially with relating to chronic pain. There's um, there's a lot with regards to lower back pain specifically, um, to show doctors, hey, there's there's some real research out there that's you know double blinded control studies that you know pit you know traditional acupuncture or electro acupuncture, um, in comparison to a placebo or what they call sham acupuncture or you know a control which is nothing, um, and acupuncture you know wins hands down every single time because it has that profound anti-inflammatory pain mediating effect. But, you know, when it comes to chronic pain and, and pain disorders, um, you can't, you know, ne- you can't neglect the fact that um, just being heard, you know, by that person who's about to put that needle into you um, goes a long way. And that's, again, part of the therapy that people receive. And, and you can see it in the studies as well. You know, that psychological component is 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 integral to people getting better. Um, so... Uh, a lot of the research right now that is really at the forefront of proving why the stuff we do works is surrounded around the, the chronic pain. And, and you know, it was born because of the opioid crisis that we're having where, you know, a lot of these drugs are creating addiction, creating side effects and, and creating dependence. So, you know, the medical industry has been trying to help these people, but kind of creating, you know, monsters. Yeah. band it with another problem. 100%. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, chronic pain, uh, is, is definitely, you know, one of those ones where there's, there's a lot of research. So
0: picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert, such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that... um... That sort of psychological side of it makes total sense in reducing stress. Because whenever we talk to someone we trust, we kind of feel that burden lessen a little, you know, Absolutely, which, yeah. you know, in, in context of the sympathetic to parasympathetic. And I guess having, you know, a DNM with your practitioner before you begin, you know, doing what you need to do, it's like reducing that burden a little bit before we then try and go into the parasympathetic would makes total sense to me.
1: Oh, the amount of times I see clients, um, you know, offload their information. Um, and sort of disclose what's happening in life, and then their shoulders sink. You can, you can, you can visibly see as a practitioner That's where they that, hold themselves. Absolutely, you just, and sometimes people give like a sigh of relief, you know, um, and they're just they're just ready to, to 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 take on that treatment. And then the treatment takes off versus them, you know, continually being stressed. You know, for me, I'm the sort of practitioner that that does really like to delve deep into, pe- you know, people's um, lifestyles. Like I said, what's happening at home, what's happening at work. You know, how can we transform this so that you know the acupuncture can really take off because I, I guess if we're doing the acupuncture trying to help whatever condition it is and in, in my case it's a lot of like i said pain disorders and women's health i want to make sure that you know you're not going back into the environment that is creating or fueling part of this problem and uh, endometriosis is a, a classic condition where i see there's a lot of a chronic pain disorder that's super complex so you've got gut immune Um, you know, you've got an inflammatory response, you know, you, it's just so complicated. Um, and we don't really have many answers as to why it's, it's being caused. But a lot of the time, again, I'm just listening to these women. Just uh, the first that, you know, people step into my room and my first thing is tell me your story, not tell me about your pain. Tell me your story.
0: I hope you're enjoying today's episode. And before we get back into it, I want to ask you, are you at the point of giving up? (laughs) I mean, giving up on your body. If you want to lose weight, reduce sugar cravings and improve gut health and your skin, listen in. This is for you. Maybe you've said things like, this is me. I just have bad genetics or I've dieted my whole life and diets just don't work for me. Or I've spent hundreds of dollars on powders and supplements and I kind of felt better, but it didn't really fix anything. If you can relate to any of those things, then I want you to listen to the words of a couple of people that jumped into the Ultimate Energy Upgrade. Nikki is a cook from Australia. I really wanted to lose weight, but I had tried so many different things beforehand without succeeding, so I already knew that I wasn't doing it the right way. I wanted to find a method that worked and was a healthy way to lose weight, which is exactly what I found inside the Ultimate Energy Upgrade. It taught me to listen to my body and understanding my body allowed the weight to come off naturally. 10 kilograms, in fact, and I feel fantastic. This program is now my new way of life. Trish, a business owner from New Zealand, said this... I had been struggling for a long time to lose weight and do what I thought was the right thing. But Maddie's program had me realize I just didn't know what I didn't know. And once I learned what, when, and how to eat, a lot of really cool things happened. I have much better mental clarity. I'm back wearing jeans from before I was pregnant. And side note, Trisha's kids are almost all adults. (laughs) And I have loads more energy and feel the best I have for the last 10 to 15 years." Also, Matt, a small business owner from Melbourne, sent me a message during the program on Facebook and said, mate, I'm ripped. Body has changed. Skin cleared up. Clarity lifted. It's amazing. And Kelly from Tasmania sent over a message on Messenger and said, I feel 1,000 times better. I just didn't expect it so soon. I'm super happy. So, if you want to burn body fat, improve your gut health and your skin and boost your energy, then head to the link in the show notes to check out the ultimate energy upgrade, my eight-week group coaching program that will help you boost energy focus and productivity in both a healthy and sustainable way but be quick there are only three spots left for the next intake so scroll down to the link in the show notes below click it and sign up i look forward to taking you and your health to the next level all right let's get back into the show Yeah, well, that must be powerful, especially people that are conditioned in the allopathic way, which is like 15 minutes, you know, machine, what's wrong with the machine? Here's the thing to fix the machine. See you, bye. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and
1: I mean... It's not to um, you know try and pay out doctors because I've got some really great doctors that I've I found through sort of a kissing the frog, you know, and, and had to find my my prince or my my prince. And yeah, you know I've yeah. got a few guys that you know I refer guys to. And by the way, I do treat you know the the odd guy every now and then. Um, yeah. So guys aren't completely out of my books. A lot of them have chronic pain, and I was one of them. Um, yeah. So we've got to really treat these people. Um, and then there's um, obviously women, and so there's some great doctors out there. There, but you know, you are correct. I think people, um, or, you know, I think some doctors lack some some true empathy, um, and and some clients just just want to be heard. They have a pain, they have a condition, and whatever drug they're taking is is currently not working. Um, you know, a classic case that I see all the time is is young women or women who decide to jump on the oral contraceptive pill, and almost instantly they they feel um, anxious or depressed, and or and some of them have actually felt you know suicidal, and and you know they've gone to their doctor. You know, because they trust their doctor and they say, look, I, I went on Yaz and uh, I'm, I'm actually feeling quite depressed. And the doctor says, well, let, let's put you on Estelle. Um, and then, you know, you come back and like, well, Estelle is now having this side effect. And then, you know, the, the doctors like, well, let's put you on this antidepressant. And uh, you just, you're not listening to the person who's in front of you. Um, you know, you, you're you're creating these these protocols and and these treatment plans, and I think that and I think that's one of my pet peeves is that when women come to me and and say that I'm like, cool, um, let's work with your doctor to get you off safely and get you the outcome that you need.
0: Yeah, and I think. Um I think all practitioners in any modality can be guilty of not having enough empathy. I have a yeah. I have a good friend that's also a TCM doctor, just like yourself, and she's of Chinese descent, born here in Australia. But she said the reason that Australians don't understand um, TCM is because a lot of the practitioners are too Chinese about it. They're just cutthroat. It's just like yeah. the Aussie ones. And she said my mentors and stuff were just too Chinese about it it was her exact words and yeah. she's like if yeah they had empathy like she tries to do as well she's like it's so it, it works the whole system works so much better
1: oh it's it's um obviously I'm going to be biased but it's a it's a it's a beautiful complete system I mean Chinese medicine not many people know has a, a branch of psychology and, and counseling where we can look at people's emotional problems or you know if they find themselves you know procrastinating life too much there are there are selective acupuncture points that we can use to enhance Um, you know, their ability to stop that procrastination. Um, We've obviously got anxiety and and depression that, um, you know, we commonly treat. We've got things like insomnia that can be, you know, driven by, you know, overthinking or, you know, unknown causes. Um, So for me, and that's again why I did that leap from naturopathy, because for me, it's that complete system. But in saying that I do dabble in, not dabble, actually, I've done a lot of training in um, a lot of naturopathic sort of studies, and that's continued, um, because at the end of the day, I'm going to use whatever works for the person that's in front of me or the, you know, the, the, the amount of women that I commonly seen. So um, I do a lot of functional med. Um, I, do, I use a lot of Western herbal med. You know, I use brands like Biocericals and Metagenics when they're called for. And I also do a lot of Chinese, you know, custom herbal therapies. So for me, it's, um, it's, it's just trying to learn as many things to, to really have as much in my arsenal to, to tackle these, these complex, you know, women's health disorders. Yeah, and part of that is just listening. Just shut the fuck up and listen.
0: <laughs> well, I found it super interesting when I broke my arm, which is why I went and came yeah. uh, came and saw you for acupuncture. That even TAC, which for those not in Australia is the um, Traffic Accident Commission, I think it's called. Yeah. And the idea is that yeah, they help you recover from injuries that you get on the road and all sorts of things. But yeah, I snapped my arm as a result of a bicycle accident, and I was shocked that acupuncture was top of the list that they would cover.
1: Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, that's why we need it on the Medicare system because I think people ha- you know, I think people should have the right to choose um, what they feel would will, will make them better. And if you've had an experience with acupuncture, or you haven't had experience, but you know, you maybe you've done a really good Google search, or you've done a, a PubMed search, or maybe you've listened to this podcast, and you're like, "Cool, I could probably use an anti-inflammatory or a pain mediating effect," or um, you know, I want to feel better in general and, and be more zened out because that's going to benefit my life. Then uh, you know, it's your body, your choice. You Absolutely. should have the right to be able to choose, um, you know, what you resonate and what you think will, will help you on your journey.
0: I think my sort of inherent bias that I kind of negotiate with as much as possible as a scientist, even just seeing it there on the TAC list as stuff that TAC will cover, was like, there must be enough science for this to be on the list. Yeah. Because our society is structured like that, right? So it was just this little upgrade of belief in me that was sort of unconscious. I was like, no, nah, I know this works. And I was like, oh the TAC cover it. There must be enough conventional science to back it for it to be
1: on the list. Oh, absolutely. Um and that's um and that's I mean the the TAC is amazing. I think uh work cover does the same thing as yeah. well. So like I said, you know, it's it's just the it's a matter of time before more conclusive science comes out for, for more conditions. And it isn't just, um, you know, there's this um, great uh, group called the Acupuncture Evidence-Based Project who have who've, uh, sort of, you know, created a summary so if, if any of the public is ever um, curious about what acupuncture treats or what it may treat or what it possibly treats um, the acupuncture evidence project which you can google will give you close to a thousand peer-reviewed studies on all the different things that you know acupuncture has, has um, the potential to treat or help.
0: And when we use the word acupuncture it, it, I'm just thinking that there's some gray areas in there with dry needling like what is the difference between acupuncture and dry needling in the context of the practice and the practitioners delivering the practice
1: well dry needle uh, dry needling is is an interesting one I think there are pros and cons to it Um, it's it's a constant battle within my industry um, because, um, I guess the, the common argument is that as acupuncturists, we've done, you know, close to 800 plus hours of, of training with regards to actual, um, you know, actual acupuncture to be before we get the chance to, to touch the public and go out there and practice. So it's sort of this, this case of like, we've done this extensive training and with regards to dry needling, you can do a, a, a you know, a weekend workshop or a, a one semester. So it pales in comparison, however, Um, I've seen a lot of great, you know, physios, myotherapists, osteopaths, um, use dry needling quite effectively. And in the same way that you can get fantastic, phenomenal results from an acupuncturist, you can also get terrible results from an acupuncturist as well. And so for me, I always ask the question of, is it helping you? And I mean, we can go into this this argument, you know, um, with regards to sort of more the energy healing things, where people are like, oh, there's not, there's no evidence behind that, yada yada yada. Um, but for me, I'll always ask the the question of people: is it Is it helping you? So to back it up again, dry needling is um, primarily used by physios, osteopaths, um, some GPs, my therapists. I think some remedial massage therapists are starting to learn it. And fundamentally, what it is is. Um, using needles to affect trigger points, and these trigger points are seen to create a dysfunction within the muscle and cause um, pain that causes pain referrals. Um, And it was um, pretty much used primarily to my knowledge and the people using it is it's more mechanical and muscular versus acupuncture can do dry needling so a lot of us are actually trained to do some really good dry needling and i do dry needling when it's called for i really need to do it only because i've got different things as part of my arsenal yeah um, got a bigger i don't like to hurt people as a whole dry needling is renowned for hurting people and, and leaving people a bit more corked um but again some people like swedish massage some people like the rough and tough you know <laughs> mess me up kind of you know pressure and that's why I say if, if you're the type of person that prefers you know that, that, that strong stimulus and yep. you psychologically believe or, or and it does have an actual function um, which is the the trigger points um, then I think that, that there's no problem provided that it's doing what it's supposed to which is ultimately help you um, and it's not just about you know depending on obviously what your condition is whether it's helping you then or whether it's helping you you know down the track um, I think that we have more to fight for as practitioners instead of quarreling over acupuncture versus dry needling. And when it comes to acupuncture, um, we can not only um, treat Um, the musculoskeletal side of things. But, you know, as we're discussing today, I primarily treat, you know, chronic pain and chronic pain isn't just about muscles. Chronic pain is about, you know, migraines, headaches, um, you know, back pain where people have been scanned and, you know, you're you're looking at six years plus of some sort of pain where trigger point needling might exacerbate that condition. So it's knowing when to use that particular modality. And so when it comes to chronic pain, people tend to um, sensitize to pain, And so that's the beauty of acupuncture. We can go in there with that anti-inflammatory, with that psychological component to it, that that listening ability. We've even got herbal meds that can go into the internal and start changing things at the cellular level. And so I think that, you know, sometimes I refer... To so a lot of my colleagues who do dry needling and then my clients come back and they see just, just a whopping difference. And it's not that one is better than the other. It's just that you've got to pick what the person in front of you is going to respond to best.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So we're about to wrap up because you pumping out all this amazing information. Time flies and we'll definitely get you back on, but where can everyone find you online? and And of course, for the women's health stuff too.
1: Yeah, so um, my website is, uh, you know, hmhb.com.au, which I made smaller than my Instagram tag, which is holistic minds, holistic bodies. It's a bit of a, a mouthful. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly posting things on um, pain disorders, um, you know, gut disorders, and of course, women's health, which is, you know, probably my biggest passion. Um, because, you know, part of, part of what I want to do is try and liberate as many women um, and people in general from, from suffering.
0: Awesome. Thanks, man. Um, For any of the listeners, I'm going to chuck all your handles and emails and anything you want me to put down there below in the show notes so that everybody can get in contact with you. And for anyone that's listening, if you love this episode or you think someone can benefit, take a screenshot, share it on social media, chuck it into your Instagram story, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you choose to hang out online and tag both myself and Peter. And to wrap up, what is one piece of health information you wish more people knew about?
1: Uh, I'm a, you know, it, it's. Short answer is probably cold therapy. <laughs> I think having you know cold showers is is definitely. I think is a, it's such a it was such a game changer for me. And because I see people with chronic fatigue and all this sort of stuff like that, um, it's definitely made a, a massive impact. When I educate people on how to do it properly, so if you're not into having cold showers, um, my recommendation is have a, a five second cool shower. It's all about easing yourself in and slowly upgrade yourself every single day. Hopefully you're having a shower every day. Um, you know, go from five seconds to 10 seconds to 20 seconds from cooler to colder um, because, you know, it has so many different health benefits and it's free other than the fact that you're paying for the water. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm a massive cold shower fan. Yeah. Do it every day. And and I assume in the acupuncture context, it's, you, you're going to refer to stimulating the vagus nerve through... Oh, well, it's
1: actually a, it's a different topic, but it's a big no-no in acupuncture. But um, like I said, I do it works. It's cold in, in Chinese medicine. is traditionally a big no-no. So cold foods, raw foods, and, and cold showers um, tend to create a pathology. It's seen as an evil. But um, like I said, clinically, it's about what is working for my clients, what's worked for me, and I, I've... I've I've seen, you know, thousands of women, um, you know, over the years now where it's actually benefited as much as they, they swear at me and come back to the next <laughs> session and, and say, look, I, oh my God, I can't believe you made me do that. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you feel? Um, you know, and, and most of the time they're, they're feeling better. They're feeling more resilient and, um, your yeah, immune systems improving. they it's, it's gearing them up for that day, which I love. It's that challenge that you have in the morning. You got to face you in the cold.
0: Absolutely. I love it, man. So, get in the cold shower, guys. (laughs)
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No worries, man. Thanks for being here. We'll catch you soon. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode.